Los Angeles Saga Show. I'm your host, Jerry Reynoso, alongside my good friend, Jonathan Ortega. Jonathan, welcome back to 22S Radio here at Cal State Long Beach University. Woo! What up, back. what up? Got done with finals. We survived. Woo! Thank the Lord! We made it. I never thought it would happen. I never thought it would <laughs> That was rough. Yeah. Let hey, you know we now. made it, though. We, we made, made it, bro. It. Now, here. this is the first time in about, when is Mr. Sturt? Five months ago. I don't even know. Forever ago. In five months or so, where I feel like I'm refreshed, took a week off, you know, took some time to myself. Yeah. I can't believe golf. I actually took the time to be lazy, man. You actually got to do it. You have to do it. It's it's important for you. It's important for your health. You got to take care of yourself, man. It's exactly what we did. We want to uh, apologize to all our lovely listeners who uh, were trying to figure out, oh, how come there's no show Friday? Oh, there's no show Monday either. What's going on? I wanted to overreact. That loss Jeez. against uh, Colorado. We got to tell you guys right now, we were exhausted from finals. They kind of kicked our butts, and we had a lot of graduation ceremonies that we had to uh, attend mm. as well and celebrate with family and friends. So we took time to do that, and I'm sure a lot of you that are listening also did the same. So we're recording this on Wednesday, May 18th, the same day as LAFC will take on Austin FC at the bank, which is later tonight. Yes. Should be a phone. We should be at that game uh, and experience a... What could possibly be one of the greatest games at the bank? Question mark. Question mark. Overreaction. Overreaction Wednesday, man. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> Without a doubt, though, it should be a fun one, man. Uh, fun fact for those that do not know, Austin FC was actually training throughout the week here at Cal State Long Beach. Hey. Over at George Allen Field. At like, my field. And your yeah, your field, huh? No, On your Wednesday night fields. <laughs> they don't know I'll be putting up hat tricks. So. Yeah, bro. They don't know that you also be missing games because you don't show up. Hey. <laughs> The ankle was mashed potatoes. That yeah. Day, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, that was, uh, we would definitely talk about that because I got to visit uh, training uh, on Monday morning on my way to work out. It was impromptu visit, but it happened, mm-hmm. as most things do. And so, yeah, I'll definitely discuss that a little bit. But we have plenty to talk about today. We have to, of course, talk about the LAFC loss to Colorado and, you know, the possibility of them cleaning it up tonight against Austin. Then there's plenty of transfer rumors going around the globe and LAFC, especially with the Italian defender Gellini. So we'll definitely mm. talk about that. Could he bring Dybala with him over here? I don't know. We'll, Ooh. we'll see what's up. Pogba too, why not? Pogba, yeah. Sign him all up. Yeah, let's bring him over here. Come on, Pirlo. Strap him up. Ultimate team this. Yeah. <laughs> Green links everywhere. Yeah. AEG, we're what? <laughs> nah, we're not Galaxy. Come on now. Any, uh, since you since you mentioned you were watching Austin train, any little tactics to look out for, Coach Jerry? Well, I will say, is Brad Scout, Stu- Brad, Brad Stuber is off the injury list. I got to see him train on Monday. He looked nice, so that's definitely Ooh. somebody to uh, adjust to because he, you know, was not expected to play because of his injury. Uh, but now he's off the list, so he there's likely that he will start. Um, so definitely something to keep an eye about. But one thing I was for sure trying to keep an eye on and just be keen on was the possibility of Cecilio Dominguez returning with the club and playing his first game back against LAFC tonight. I got to see him train. He looked sharp. It looked like he was never like never gone in the first place. And so, you know, there's not, no, nothing with him on the list. I wasn't able to ask anything about Cecilio or nothing like that. Um, but if I was to make just a, an assumption, there's a possibility we'll see him on the pitch tonight uh, for Austin. So, yeah. That's as far as I got, uh, and then, you know, the team looks sharp. Mm. They look like they're on top of the conference, which they are in contention to do so. Um, so I know most definitely that, you know, Steve Trundolo and at the Black and Gold over at the Performance Center putting in work as well. Um, so that's why I'm not necessarily worried about anything, even if with this past loss against Colorado. Mm. Stuff happened, which we'll go over with right now. Everyone uh, lost. Everybody lost. It was a weird weekend. And we can't win, nobody can either. <laughs> That's how that works. We're leading the we're leading the trends. Exactly, man. They're like, oh, LAFC lost. LAFC lost. Damn, that was actually kind of cool. I'm trying to lose too. Yeah, damn, they did it in style. Yeah, yeah, they look nice doing it. Yeah, no, I'm gonna lie about that. So yeah, we uh, there was nothing that I was able to you know 
bring out of that training session, at least not much, uh, other than the fact that Cecilia looked good. Uh, Musa Dijite. Mm. I'm saying his name wrong for sure, bro. I just butchered that like crazy. My goodness. Musa Jite, I want to say. I've heard, I've seen plenty of Austin FC games, and I've heard broadcasters say like three different ways. I'm going with Jite. Jite. That's what I'm going with. It feels right. It feels right. Everyone calls him Musa, just like how everyone calls Blessing Latif. Mm. You know what I mean? Everyone goes by first name because that's how much we love our our clubs. Um, But Musa was definitely someone that like sharp in training when I was uh, watching. So, yeah. I'm excited for this game tonight. It should be a fun one. It should be a close one. And we've mentioned it before. There's not many clubs that could resemble the active support and the footy culture like LAFC mm-hmm. uh, has. Other than, you know, you want to say Austin FC has that possibility and Atlanta United, mm-hmm. uh, Seattle Sounders. And now that, you know, the Austin supporters uh, plan to come tonight, I actually spoke to my good friend Hernan, uh over at... Um, we are Austin TV. Shout out to him and those guys. Uh, he said that the Austin Anthem and Los Veritas will be making the trip over here. So Ooh. look out for the Section 219, usually where, where the bank uh, has all the way supporters sit. So look out for that green and black over there, you know, not to be. Uh, this is a rivalry, I say, that we could build up. But in terms of bad blood between the supporters, it doesn't exist. No, nah, not you know yet. At least. Not yet. And I hope not. Yeah, because these guys are pretty cool, man. You know, they're all just like us, just from another side of a, another side of the of the <laughs> the border. Yeah, in Texas. So, yeah, man, uh, definitely excited to welcome all all supporters who come to the bank for a good time, good game. You know, and just wish them luck. Um, so yeah, most definitely looking forward to that. But first, before we go more into depth with this Austin matchup and preview that, we got to <clears throat> talk about this horrendous loss uh, against Carl Rapids. Do we have to? We I mean, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, we have to, we unfortunately. Have to, bro. Unfortunately. <sighs> what the hell happened, Jonathan? I don't even know, bruh. What did happen? We were talking about it, and we're like, yeah, there's no way we could like think of something that, like, like I why wish, did this happen? I wish we could point out like specific little things, but... This was a bad game, like almost completely all around. I tweeted after the game. The only thing that you can like positively take away from this is that McCarthy played good. John Mac Daddy has his uh Twitter handle hey. states J Mac. That guy was balling, man. I I tweeted as well. I said, man, we need to get some cheesesteaks. He's from Philly. Mm. We need to get some cheesesteaks named after him at the bank. Sell them out. The J Mac and cheesesteak. I don't know. Mm. That's not bomb. Mac and mac cheese and steak? That's not fire, bro. That does sound That's not fire. like high cholesterol and cheese. <laughs> Can't, you can never say no to that. Yeah, you know? unless you're on a diet like me right now. Yeah. Transformation ain't coming this summer, that's for sure. Um, yeah, man, I mean, there were those two penalty kicks uh, that were awarded by Ted Uncle. Mm-hmm. I just want to say real quick, I like Christina Uncle. Way better than Ted Uncle. Christina Uncle is actually uh, the rules analyst on Paramount+. Plus. Mm. So shout out to her. I don't know if they're related. I don't know if they're like brothers or sisters or could possibly be married. But if that's the case, she's the better sister and or wife. She knows the uh, rules better? Yeah. <laughs> she seems cool. Uh, but i never seen on the pitch, so that could be otherwise stated. Um, but yeah, man, those two penalty kicks were awarded. And I don't know, man. I mean, mm. they seem kind of iffy. The first one was i'm not a fan of either of them to be honest you are okay the first one was uh ibiaga mm-hmm. who tried to kind of like receive the ball uh from an overhead kick yeah you're what we're watching yeah, it right now it. yeah show that uh, i don't know dude i don't know about that one brother i don't know dude you know what but it's okay i un- I understand it, I guess. I understand it, too. I understand it from the ref's perspective, why mm-hmm. that's a penalty. It's a dangerous play. Yeah. It, it, it's a eff- not an effort to, you know, hurt the player, but mm-hmm. to do it in uh, putting... Pro- protect the players. Yeah, you got to protect yeah. the players, and he put them into a dangerous circumstance. Yeah. And it's like... But to me, especially, like, since nothing really happened, and obviously that guy flopped, mm-hmm. I would have <laughs> stated, like, just don't do that again. Yeah. That's a warning for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not a penalty kick. Um, and I don't even know if they reviewed it for VAR or if the assistants even asked him, like, hey, VAR it, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's just this whole, f- 
refereeing has been so funky. And like we were talking about, dude, we shouldn't even know the referees' names. Yeah. Now I got to keep an eye on Chris Pencil and Ted Uncle. <laughs> and the thing we were talking about too, like when do we use VAR? When do we not use VAR? Like why is it so subjective? Like just go to the monitor. If you're going to call a penalty, you might as well go look at it. Exactly. You have it there. I feel like it should be. Because, you know, like in American football, it's like every touchdown has to be reviewed. Yeah. It should be the same thing. Yeah. If it's a if it's a crucial moment in a match mm-hmm. and it should change the aspect of it going forward uh, throughout the rest of the match, you must review it. I agree. That's how it should be. It shouldn't be like, ah, I don't feel like it. Penalties. No. Penalties. That free kicks. Like onside, offside. Exactly. Those should cards. always be reviewed. Unless it's clear and obvious. Yeah. Which, Which is, is another issue. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> like, dude, what does that even mean? Oh. Please spell that out what that means because I don't know what that means anymore. I don't even know they can spell VAR. <laughs> I can't. VAR. I'm checked out from school. We're yeah. good. <laughs> ask me next semester. Yeah. Ask me, ask me next November. November? <laughs> when finals are coming around. That's when I start oh, to check Oh, that's when you start paying. <laughs> That's when I start writing notes. Oh, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, for like, real? Damn, I should probably know some of this. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. Nah, nah. Of course. Hey, I got a- A's and B's, all right? Really? Yeah. You're whack. I'll take it. Uh, how? I don't know. I thought I was getting at least I two I go for C's. C's, bro. I thought I was getting at least two C's. Bro. Fake it till you make it. Hey. Still getting stuff done, man. That's all that matters. I'm going to get the same piece of paper as everybody else. Yes, sir. Um. Yeah, so that first one was definitely a feat. The second one, Pancho Ginella. Panchito. Que onda, compadre? But again... Uh, I don't like it, bro. I don't know, dude. It's I don't shoulder like it to either. shoulder. It's in the box. It's excessive this force. One, this one was weaker to me. Like, the other one, you understand the ruling, like, but this by, one by too, the law of the letter. Yeah. Or the letter of the law. Or it just felt very unnecessary on Pancho's part. It, it was, <laughs> but at the same time, it, here's how I think of it too as well. You know, you got to view it in different perspectives, both the players' perspectives, the referee's perspective. But one thing I look at is just for the overall situational perspective. First of all, both of those players, Ibiaga, that, uh, Ibiaga and Pancho Ginella, who caused those penalty kicks, mm-hmm. shouldn't have been put in those circumstances in the first place. Mm. Like, that's how you know the back line you was sleeping, oh, okay. and they were just trying to clean up the mess that the back line made, or themselves, if anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, Pancho Jonah, who was playing as a six, should not have been in the box trying to body somebody out when there should be a center back right there. As soon as something is in the box, the center back distributes it outwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm looking at it again. Like, the defender like clearly lost possession of the ball. I mean, not the defender, the attacker. Before Pancho like, went in for that push, he he. The ball was he was not getting to that ball. Hundred percent. Look, boom. The, look how far away the ball is already. And then, dude, it just felt dumb on multiple multiple perspectives. Pancho, ba- why are you doing that? The ball's five yards ahead of you. There's absolutely no reason for that. And then at the same time, the ref like, are you really gonna call that? Yeah. Like, he wasn't gonna get to the ball. It wasn't a clear cha- a clear chance. It was shoulder to shoulder, even though he was pretty kind of defenseless at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's definitely it's iffy, man. And dumb from every angle. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because it was definitely a match that we could have won. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there was those mistakes that happened. And, you know, we couldn't really get back into the game after that because it's like it felt like we, in a way we got robbed. But mm-hmm. like I said, looking at a different perspectives, you also understand why the referee made that calls. So was they wrong for making those calls? It's a lot of iffiness on that. You mm-hmm. know, it's not necessarily a, a straight answer. It's more like you could have done this instead, but instead you got this. If that's the case, then the referee did make a good, uh, good decision. That's the way I see it. But again, it's like personally, we wouldn't call that. Yeah. Referee Jerry would not call. That. I would not call that, bro. Heck no. And I would probably gonna, like, but you your, know, get your ass up, get your punk ass up, man. Get you got twenty more minutes to play. Yellow bro. for flopping. I wouldn't have called that for sure. Um, and yeah, man, it's just there were in circumstances that they shouldn't have been in the first place. And you know, Pancho, he's you could see in the video and in the replay that he's making the claim. Yeah, you should, arm, you know, mm-hmm. body was in. It was perfectly fine. That was legal. Um, but then again, it's like like you said, law of the letter, mm-hmm. whatever the hell that metaphor is, letter, the law, law, letter, some whatever. shit like that. Uh, it says you know when a player puts into excessive force and puts them in a dangerous uh, predicament, mm-hmm. you know that's considered a serious play. 
Yeah. You know, in dangerous place. So you got to call it. And so that's what, you know, Ted Uncle did. He followed the rules. Mm-hmm. I guess we just don't like the rules and we just got to change them. Yeah. Because that definitely is like, this is a contact sport. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because then if you want to call these two, then you could fast forward over to like around the second half in the 50th minute or so. The same thing happened to Chicho Arango. Yeah. And they didn't call anything on that. Yeah. And the ball was nowhere near played towards him. It was going towards him, but the ball was nowhere near him yet. Mm-hmm. It was more like a pass interference. That's what it felt like. Pass a five-yard line. Yeah, I agree. It just, I don't know, bro. The it ref, was very inconsistent. The refing is very inconsistent, how, exactly how you said it. <clears throat> it's not even sometimes good, sometimes maybe shit. No, it's just maybe it's good. Sometimes Most of the time it's maybe shit. shit, sometimes maybe good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man the plus if you look at that Pancho one from like a Colorado fan perspective like why you if LAFC was th- getting that penalty called you'd be like oh why is the defender even doing that like that was a dumb tackle of course you're gonna sell that you know what pissed me off too is that Colorado were not the better team on this field no I don't you know think I mean? so either they played better because just overall circumstances I mean there's so many things that you could play there's so many excuses but at the end of the day this is a game where you grab the points as much as possible you got none from this so you just move on from it mm-hmm. uh, you could tell the frustration was there from Steve Trundolo and everybody else on the coaching personnel uh, and it showcased on broadcast and they have every right to feel the way that they felt because this was a poor performance Yep. but this is one definitely that you should you know get back and look at and learn from it mm-hmm. because there was just so much sloppiness. I mean, like the excuses I heard is that, oh, they're playing in high altitude. Yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. cool. That's, I, I guess, reasonable. I they're tired. They're playing eight games in this month and they're already on their fourth one right now or fifth one. It's just yeah. like, dude, that's a lot of games. You Some know are I'm saying they were rotating as well. Rotating so much. Austin. Yeah, rotating and resting for Austin tonight. And then there's, you know, oh, man, there, there was like about almost a whole squad on the injured list for this game. So it's just like, yeah, there's a lot of things. But that brings it back to the question where it's like, okay, we've been doing pretty good. They were five unbeaten before this loss. Mm-hmm. Should we be concerned, especially going to this big matchup against Austin FC tonight? Um, I would say a slight bit. A slight bit? Just a little bit. Okay. Just because at the same time, we didn't have our starting 11. Uh, most of them, like Crepo, <clears throat> Ilie, which has been – the main story of the game so far pretty much through the season so i feel like at the same time you can't critique too much because it was a lot different from this game compared to other games but we did just lose 2-0 and in embarrassing fashion it could have been 4-0 easily so it's like you kind of want to be iffy about it but at the same time be confident in your game like that game was not how we play. Oh no, most definitely. So that was twenty twenty. That was last season yeah, LAFC for sure. Get back to how we play, and we should be good, right? Yeah, I agree with you. And it was just more like, you know, I, I'm I'm slightly concerned, but more not concerned. Like this is a game where I just want to shake off. It's like, all right, it mm-hmm. happened. Like we'll move on, dude. We'll clean it up against Austin. Hopefully against Columbus, because Columbus is gonna be like a similar uh situation where. You know, they're kind of in this, about the same level as uh as Colorado, you know. Then maybe that may might be a time for you to want to rest players, especially since the following game after that is the derby at the open cup against Carson. Mm. So I was like, All right, do we rest players or we not? Yeah. How can we learn from this experience for the next weekend series? Mm-hmm. Because we're in a very similar predicament, you know. I'm expecting possibly for us to see some youngsters play uh in that game against Columbus. Maybe even give a Tony Leone a chance to give the center backs a rest. Uh, it's been told that Brian Rodriguez is uh, questionable for tonight, so there's an opportunity for him to probably get some minutes. I don't think he'll start, mm-hmm. but it'll be a nice sight to see for yeah. him to not only get back into full form, uh, but to get some minutes and, you know, think about it. He got injured in the derby mm-hmm. uh, back in May? April? That felt like a long time ago. It felt like ago. a long time ago, Blue, but I'll tell you right now, that was six games ago. Yeah. Damn. That's not that far away. It felt like a long time. But he could make his full 90 return against the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So that's huge to me. You know what I mean? So how do you, you know, rotate the whole squad just to help out <clears> one <throat> player or help out a few players, you know, to make them set for that open cup match? Because at the end of the day, I think that's the biggest match after this Austin game. Mm-hmm. The biggest match remaining in this month. Yeah, 100%. We have four games left. Tonight against Austin. Saturday against Columbus. Wednesday against the Galaxy, and then we close out the 28th against San Jose. 
mm-hmm. at home. I was going to say, he did post on Instagram that, oh, I'm back today or something like he that. He said, we're back. Yeah, and he I was said, like, we're oh, back today. I was okay. like, all right. Yeah, right on. So I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, most definitely, man, it's definitely something we should keep an eye on. And also, our, our, our attack has been a little lackluster last couple games. Most definitely. Let's be honest. Yeah. So I'm welcoming Rayito to come back. I want to see him what, what he has to offer. Because the first couple games of the season, especially, he was getting man-marked, double-marked, and like getting kicked around almost like Vela does now. So teams know how good he is. But think about that, though. You can't double-team two wingers. Yeah. You cannot. That's very interesting. You That's know? why. So I'm kind of excited for this as well. I, I get what you're saying. You bring a good point. Um, nonetheless, yeah, man, it's just if Radito will get back ASAP, I don't think he'll come back tonight. There's a possibility. I'd rather save him and test him out for Columbus, but if we want to get him back in form mm-hmm. for Galaxy, he has to play tonight. Yeah. At least some minutes, 15, 20, maybe even 30. Hopefully 30. At least 30, I think, would be fine. A little 60-minute yeah. sub. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but yeah, uh, what I took away, a big takeaway for me is just, again, I'm always looking at Steve Trent a little on how he, uh, you know, speaks to the press after the games mm-hmm. and he spoke in the press. He's like, yeah, in order to win games like this, you need to compete for 90 minutes. And we did not do that. So he simply, you know, accepted the loss. And, you know, yeah, we basically say we play like shit. Yep. This is a game that we will, you know, learn from and, and go forward from this. And he basically said, I will make sure that we never perform as bad as this ever again. And as, as we should. As we should. One other thing that he said is that, I pro- not necessarily he promises, but he said, for sure we'll have a better performance against Austin on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Good. I like that from a coach, from somebody who saw everything that he, you know, he set a game plan out and it was not implemented on the, on the pitch as much as he wanted it to. Mm-hmm. He was frustrated. Of course, as a manager, you could put a game plan, but he can't take initiative on the pitch for the players. He's not the one playing. Exactly. Know? Yep, 100%. So, so most definitely, I'm excited to see how Trundolo responds after this loss. It was uh, not a huge loss. I don't think it's a huge loss. I don't think the loss itself should be concern, concerning. Uh, mm-hmm. But as we enter closer towards the summertime, you know, you want to see where exactly are we with our offense? Where exactly are we with our defense? Our bench has been popping off. The tactics are there. The adaptations is fantastic from Trundolo. But what can the players do? When we are tied 1-1 or 0-0, whatever it is, if we need a getaway goal. Or down to 0 Who's going to give it to us? Yeah. Who lights that spark? You know, LAFC might be in first place right now. They might be on top of the supporters' shield, especially after all those losses this past weekend, along with ours, mm-hmm. between the Galaxy and Austin. But at the same time, Lorenzo Insigne is coming to Toronto. Dallas is creeping up. Dallas is creeping up. There's, Jesus Ferreira is a top goal scorer right what, now. Second right now? Uh, Sounders. You said Sounders? Dallas, right? Dallas, Dallas are in second now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have Ache Ache coming mm. to Dynamo. Houston's already in the top eight. Mm. Interesting. There's a lot of adapting to do in terms of when the summer one opens on June 10th. And when the players start coming in around July 1st, mm-hmm. that window closes September 1st. Yeah. Plus, there's other teams that, like how you mentioned right now, Seattle and NYCFC, I would put in the same boat. that were they Teams that were, like, prioritizing the Champions League, and now they're like, all right, now we're back in the groove. Now we know how to play. Let's turn up. Even Timbers, to an extent. Yeah. They beat the shit out of Kansas City. My goodness, man. <laughs> Seven, two, right? Seven, two. That's Jeez. a touchdown, bro. A damn. touchdown. They even made the PAT. They made the PAT. God dang, bro. <laughs> That's, That's crazy. Yeah, it is definitely crazy, man. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, some other news all around the league. And also about LAFC. One important thing is the possibility of the acquisition of Chiellini from Juventus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should be <clears throat> Italiano. Yeah, I'm excited for that. There's a possibility that he'll be joining from a TAM deal. The deal will possibly last from 2023 or to, to, till 2023. So the next of end, the end of next season. My goodness, mm. I butchered that somewhere. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to find like. There's so many people <clears throat> saying farewell to him over in Italy, and well, I mean he's gone from Juve. That's for sure. Yeah, he's gone for sure. He's leaving. He they uh subbed them out in the 17th minute. Mm-hmm. To celebrate 17 seasons, so he plays 17 more minutes Sheesh. for the club in turn. So, how many cops does he have, dude? <laughs> At least like, hey man, like you said, bro, I'm checked out of school right now, man. I don't feel like counting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That dude has been there so long, though. Yeah. So there's just 
there's a lot of things that being said that you know he wants to come to LAFC from mm-hmm. Fabrizio Romano, the football. Here we go. Here we go. We're just waiting for those three magical words, Fabrizio. Give it to us. Give it to us, Fabi. He says Los Angeles FC have confirmed to Giorgio Chiellini their official proposal to sign him on a free transfer. They're now waiting for a final green light on Chiellini's side. Italian center back is available on a free transfer, and he also received another proposal days ago. Ooh. That's exciting. Interesting. You know what I mean? And they also have discovery rights, of course. I don't really know how that works in terms of MLS. Mm-hmm. But do we accept this player? Yes, especially since it's on a TAM deal. It's a no-brainer. We, we don't even have to discuss much about it. Really. He will last until next season, which is about the same time as the reported uh, DP extension for Carlos Vela. Mm-hmm. So they'll basically leave together. Mm-hmm. Championship window right there. Championship window right there for sure. Um, nonetheless, though, it's just like, yeah, do you take this guy? The other one, it can, the other team in contention for possibly acquiring him is Vancouver Whitecaps. From the MLS, at least. From the MLS, at least. Because they were saying <clears throat> he got an offer, what, two, a couple days ago? A couple days ago from uh, also some uh, Italian sides. They're just uh, local. Uh, so, yeah, he, don't want, he wants to leave. He wants yeah. to experience America. From what I've been seeing, too, is that the only one holding him back from making this move is his family because they really love Italy, which is mm. understandable. Yeah. But those that are listening, it is up to us, LAFC supporters and Los Angelinos over here everywhere, bro, that we make these guys feel like they're at home. Feel welcome. Yep. As we do with everybody. Of course. You need to start talking like that. I know. (laughs) Vamos, Kilini, vamos. Gabagu. Andiamo, andiamo. Andiamo. That's all. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm saying with the foreign or. He's staying with oh, me. Yeah. Foreign exchange student from Roma, what, Italy. What are his thoughts about this? Oh, he's like, Jerry, Kilini to LAFC. <laughs> eh. Eh. They say eh. Like, like Canadians with Eh. Eh. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He's like, the best. Yeah. Really? The best defense there. He's good? He loves him, man. <laughs> so, all right, cool. That's all I need. He's happy, bro. <laughs> That's all I need to know. Mateo, right? Mateo, isn't it? Hey, Mateo, if he's good enough for Mateo, then yeah. he's good enough for me. Yeah, shout out to Mateo Caroni. <laughs> shout out to no, him. No, but I don't even know the argument being made against him not coming. It's just simply like, the fact dude, that he's what? old and it's like there's no way he's starting over Murillo and all these guys. No, he's he is. There's a possibility, Bro. but okay, you would start him. Yeah. Really? Well. Well, I mean, you know, everything is perspective. Who are we playing? Is he fit? Yeah, Everything, there's but certain times, but to be a regular starter? Yeah, if he's in his, like, European championship against England form, bro, he's starting against anyone. Are you kidding me? Him next to Fall, Fall being that explosive jump out, young center back, ruthless, you know, I'll take the yellow card, whatever, and that's, then Cialini in the back just, like, even sending him, telling him places to go, like, that's bro, a, that's Chilini. a dream. That's a dream scenario for Chilini. Fall, bro. <laughs> exactly. Chilini is probably like, he's like that middle linebacker in NFL. Like, Luke, he's, he's Luke probably, ca- yeah, exactly. He's calling out <laughs> everything that's probably happening, bro. He's like, all right, I can see this going on on the far side. Push right here, do this, like, bro. There's probably less than five. De- Less than five better defensive brains in the world football right now than Chiellini. Including coaches. I don't care. Wow. The dude knows football, bro. Come on. He's 30, what, 38? 37. 37? He's been playing professionally for 17 years? For Juve, at least? Bro. He's done it all, man. This guy knows. He's a previous Zero Cup winner as well. I I understand where you're coming he from. He probably man. knows every si- single defensive situation possible. Well, I mean, you're thinking it's like, all right, these guys are playing. They're from Italy. The main play style that I understand from Italy is Catenaccio, which is basically what you don't like, which is anti-football. Yeah. You just park, the, score a goal, park the bus. Mm. That's how it is. That's his style of play, man. So I don't know how you would like to see that be implemented uh, towards uh, LAFC. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if you want to start him. I don't know if I would say that's his play style. Like maybe he's the way I he's see been, it, He's been put into those systems yeah, before, yeah. but he's been put into many systems. Like he's worked under Conte. He's worked under Pirlo. He's worked under um, Allegri. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Well, the way I see him is as a ruthless killer, straight stopper. 
mm-hmm. like old school, you know, sweeper stopper. This guy could be the stopper. Mamadou Fall will be the sweeper. And it's like as Mamadou Fall is sweeping, you see a 37-year-old Italian man just running back, <laughs> covering him and like slide tackling. And mm-hmm. just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Age is just a number. Yeah. And it, like, bro, like he's he's just smart with his defending. I've never felt like he was a defensively like physically imposing defender where oh like you're gonna feel him up he's gonna beat the shit out of you or anything like that like he can do that to an extent but he's more about knowing what coverage is and like seeing the play happen before it happens yeah yeah man. so how could you not want that i I agree with you man it's just like the way i was thinking of it as well was uh just the overall of him possibly being like the mentor Mm. towards these young center backs you know because the whole point is we're gonna make profit off these guys Mm -hmm. eventually and that's what they want as well it's it's best for all parties and that's why he's coming into you actually he was also offered a management and like um like a coaching role over academy you have to use academy stuff but he's like you know he's not really keen on that he wants to continue to play in a way but also get towards more towards the the coaching range which, you know, like you I say. I see him doing that at some point. Maybe he, the, he probably still wants to play a little bit, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also experience a new, you know, he wants a new challenge. You know, come to the States and enjoy some, uh, what, what are we known for? Street tacos. None of that breakfast taco stuff, though. Mm-mm. No, sorry about that. Nope. Anywho, um, but yeah, most definitely, you know. And plus, you know, there's only been three players that got bit by Luis Suarez, and that's one of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? If there's anything that he could. How many people can say that? Nobody else can say that, but if he could attract anybody else. It's definitely Luis Suarez, who's also uh, becoming a free transfer as well. Hey. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's looking like Villa, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If not Miami. Miami could pick up so many of these players. <laughs> What's up with all this stuff, though, that's going on with Miami, bro? Oh, Ever the since Beckham news and Messi might buy some of it. I don't even know. They need to figure it out, bro. <laughs> if they had it figured out already, they would have, like, an MLS All-Star team. Oh, yeah. 100%. No, and you know how it used to be like MLS All-Star team versus like a team in Europe? Yeah. No, it's going to be like Miami versus a team in Europe. Yeah, it could be like that. <laughs> yeah. If they keep, if they don't stop fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's a shit show over there. That's another story for another yeah. day. But, um, yeah, man, I'm excited for this possibility. I'm assuming if it is to happen, it'll happen near the end of June, as that is when I think most player contracts uh, process, you know, that he'll go through the medical process and physicals and whatnot is the is the mls transfer season follow like exactly with the european one it just depends on the like certain confederation so it's like if they want to acquire somebody outside of their league Mm -hmm. they have to go based off of their transfer window Mm -hmm. Uh, but within hours i believe there's a deadline around the same time Mm. like right now the trades could be made you know it's like Probably like a little bit more halfway through the season, you can't make any more trades. Mm, you know, I don't know the exact date, but it it works like NFL style, kind of NBA style. Oh, you have until this day before you're like close that to playoffs. Yeah. yeah, you can't make you know trades and stuff like that. So yeah, um, that's enough on that end. You got anything else in terms of transfer news that you want to talk about? You got any news for us? Mm, not really. Not the yet. the Enzer Fernandez guy that I mentioned from River, he scored a banger, and he's supposedly getting looked at from Man City now. You know, 20, really, 20 million rumor now. Rumor because yeah. of a banger? No, I mean, he's been, he's been balling like <laughs> oh, crazy okay, okay, in the okay. Libertadores in general. But. I was about to say. Okay, right on, right on. And we'll see if you want to hurry it up. <laughs> if you want him. Hey, man, it's definitely a championship window. And, you know, this possible addition, uh, yeah, addition of Chiellini to LAFC could seal the deal. Mm-hmm. But that's we still got a DP spot. We still have a DP spot that we're looking to fill this Hope. summer, bro. And this summer, if we're looking like European or looking like from what I know, if you're looking European, the window closes September 1st. Mm-hmm. So we have until September 1st, I believe. I don't know what the trade that. Oh, well, this is late. No, yeah. You have until September 1st to acquire a player from Europe. Deadline day and all that. Dude, football is about to get real exciting this summer. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to say we're going to get a DP, I'm thinking after the All-Star game. We're gonna have a fun All Star game in Minnesota, and then we're gonna everybody's gonna be back to normal. You know that post uh, All Star break. Oh, we got a new DP. Oh, <laughs> just like that. Just like that. We bro. just got a new nine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I'm I'm very interested in which way they want to go about this, though. Like, do you want a star? 
Do you want someone older? Do you want someone young? Like, I want. I wonder which way they're gonna go about it. I think just based on how this summer goes, that'll determine whether if it's a championship or bust kind of season. Because mm-hmm. if they go, you know, like you say, they you want to start. Oh, their goal and your only goal is to get it's to acquire as many trophies as possible. As it should be. As it should be. Yep. The Yosemite Cup Finals in August. So I assume if you want to go ahead and go towards more of that treble path, that's where you're going to have to, you know, get a player before then. And if you're going to get a player to also acquire that U.S. Open Cup championship, you got to get them way sooner so they can adapt to the play style that Steve Trundle has for the black and gold. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to put my money on it and I go to Vegas right now, if there's a fight like in two minutes, May, June, July, August, September, I'm going to say within the next month, we'll have Chiellini mm-hmm. if this goes through. And Hopefully. as early as July, we'll have our new DP. Ooh. That's what I'm going with. Interesting. And I made 30 bucks yesterday at the Dodger game. <laughs> it was a betting man right here. Yeah. But it's possible, man. That's the way I'm seeing it right now. What are you, what are you looking at DP-wise? Oh, definitely a winger. Somebody to support Vela yeah. up top. There's so there's too much of a rotation up top. We need somebody to report. Uh, either that or Di Maria. Oh, Di Maria just so, seems so unlikely. It looks like he wants to play nah, one more year in Europe. He's probably going to Juve. Yeah, he's probably going to Juve. So it's it's very unlikely now at this point. I just want somebody that could support him up top. You know, we we can't rely on Vela no more. As you can see, you know, there's, I mean, there's been seven unbeaten uh, straight games where he hasn't scored. You know, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily frustrating to me because. It's not just about him scoring, you know. Steve yeah. Trundle said it in the press conference too, as well. He does He's, a lot more than he just does a lot more than just score. He contributes and creates a lot of chances for this team yeah. to the point where we have the bench, the best bench in the league. Nobody could top our bench. We have so many players that are playing fantastic all around. Our depth is humongous, and the one that contributes a lot and almost the most is Carlos Vela. He's a you know chance creator, chance creator, assist provider, corners as well. Doing everything, man. So I I understand what you mean. Like he doesn't he like his game isn't just centered around scoring goals now. Like it used to be back in the day. <clears throat> so while at the same time he has been playing as good as he can, he's still, he's not. It's not like he's been playing a bum. So. No, he hasn't. Exactly. You know what I mean? He's still contributed as much as he can. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously there's some games where he hasn't seen as influential as he has in the past. But again, dude, like we talked about it, he's in his fifth year. He's only played about three. Two of those years combined is like. He's missed out due mm-hmm. to personal and injuries, reasonals, and so it's just like the system is not as reliant on him, which is a great as, thing. Yeah, I think so too. You know what I mean? It's a great I thing. I agree with you. And a lot of people were saying, "Oh, well, he's the highest paid player in the league. You know, you need to go off. You know, he needs to start playing like it." Well, the MLSPA just released the salaries for everyone in the league, well, and it turns that. out that he isn't the highest paid player, and he took a massive cut with this six month extension for the black and gold. So instead of paying, I believe at the time was about eight to eleven million per year. Mm-hmm. I want to say at one point he was even at thirteen. I could be wrong. Damn. He's getting paid four million now, and we still have and we still have until June thirtieth, I believe, to re-sign him mm-hmm. and extend his contract. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So right now we the, make the payrolls were very interesting around the league, by the they way. They are because <laughs> the Galaxy one, oh, the Galaxy <laughs> one is insane. I, like, I I like kept scrolling down, my eyes would widen a little bit more. I was time. like, no mommies, like, this fool's making, bro. I could I could do better for and free. Some of the better players are getting like hundred k. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's, like, it's it's deafening, man. It's crazy. But that's the thing too, because you got to say this in the for LAFC, man. Yeah, Danny Musaski has been balling out every every time he comes off the bench. He's scoring. He reminds me so much about. Uh, of uh, Adama Diomande, bro. He's doing so good, dude. Mm. He only gets paid 95K. There's mm. professors here at the university who get paid more than a professional footballer like Danny Musovsky. Mm. That's a whole nother topic. That's a whole <laughs> nother podcast right? episode, bro. You know what I mean? But at <laughs> the same time, but... same time, it's like... Yeah. Now I get what you mean. That's why this developmental thing is like, okay, we there's going to be a point where we develop players too good that we can't afford them ourselves. Mm-hmm. So how do we make profit without them to acquire... The players that we actually want and that we can actually afford. That's what people are frustrated. Like, man, that's why I'm seeing Kilini as a mentor role. Like, oh, how can you help us develop these young players? Mm-hmm. Tell them things like you were saying, top five defensive-minded players. How can he give information that nobody else has to our youngsters, man? Mm-hmm. From literally across the globe, 
100%. Also, I wanted a slight mention. I don't even think LFC was in the top 10 payrolls. They weren't. The league, they which weren't. Which is crazy to me. Which is amazing, dude. Crazy. A lot of that has to do with the Gam and Tam possibilities, especially acquiring Ilya Sanchez, Maxine Crapo, uh, Kellen Acosta, and those, uh, the ability to just pay out their contracts to their uh, previous clubs and like payments. Mm-hmm. Being smart. Just like, being, our front office is very smart. Bro, it's that's one thing. Money ball plus dolo ball equals champagne football, brother. That's what mm. we're experiencing right now. There we go. Write it down. Write it down right now. Champagne football is Tat what we're experiencing, man. And hopefully we get to spray that champagne everywhere all up in the eyes so they can burn like crazy. Oh. You know yep. what I mean, man. Come yeah. on, don't be nah, like that. Keep going, keep going. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Over in December, man. Cause I really want to lift that cup. Oh, November, excuse me. All right, we gotta t- we gotta gain a preview before we start heading out. I gotta I got still gotta do my workout. Let's do it. All right, LAFC will take on Offset FC tonight at the bank at seven thirty p.m. Don't know where the game's gonna be on because I've been on La La Land, but all I know I is that K Cup. Oh, I don't think nationally. Unfortunately, is it nationally? I don't think. I know it is. Max Barrows is calling it, so it should be K Cup. ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus for those who are outside the. Region, yeah, it should be kick up. All right, cool. So local channel kick up thirteen, channel thirteen. I believe those who have antenna, those have MNT cable. Yeah, it should be on kick up. Armando Villarreal will be the referee for tonight. Again, I shouldn't know the referee's Do name. I don't know him, mm. so that might hopefully be. A, hopefully, we don't. Hopefully, we forget tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> so. It, it's frustrating that we have to preview these games. We have to actually look at the who's refereeing these games to see all right, how can we adapt to this match. But mm. unfortunately, that's how that works right now. Mm. So we just got to see how it is. I expect it to be a hard-hitting, very contact-filled game because both these teams are coming out here to win. And I think both of these clubs respect each other mm. in all aspects. A mutual respect. A mutual respect, but they're not going to go easy on each other, yep. which is how it should be, especially for these clubs who are so alike. Austin in their second year are resembling... Well, it looks to be not necessarily very cool. 2019 LAFC-ish. Ali took the words out of my mouth, Sorry. brother. Sorry. Not in terms of, of of stats and you know performances, but just the overall culture feel. and the atmosphere, the feel, the vibes. That's yeah. exactly what they're uh, showcasing towards us thus far into this season. I agree. So I'm really excited for this game. Um, nonetheless, there's not really much to break down in terms of, you know. Especially since we had that last game against Colorado. We already broke it down. Yeah. As for Austin, they lost to Real Salt Lake. Real Salt Lake, yep. Two to one. It was a difficult game for them, I believe. Real Salt Lake, who has also been popping, who has also been showcasing their atmosphere with those fans. I don't know what it is in Salt Lake City, man, but they're stepping it up all around in all their sports. Even the Utah Jazz. Jazz are always like going up. Yeah, key. but Real Salt Lake, man. Playoff games? That, that's definitely cool, you know. Andrew Brody uh, popped off there as well. Um, Utah, right? Yeah. Yep. In the 80th minute, he got this goal from Anderson Julio, who also just got uh, his loan terminated and turned into a permanent deal. So he's staying nice. over at Russell Lake, and he has been just absolutely fantastic for that club, and he's been crucial for them. But in terms of Austin FC, the table stands for the West. LAFC in first, Dallas in second, Austin FC in third, 23 and 20. Are the points differential between the two? I was going to mention this. The top six clubs in the MLS right now are only a three-point difference. And then top ten is only a four-point difference. Literally. It's crazy. And tonight is a full slate of games. It's getting real complex. So everyone in the league is playing tonight. And as far as I know, let me double check that. Actually. Very interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see how this thing is built tomorrow. There's literally a possibility where LAFC, they could drop to fifth. Austin dropped to first. And, like, there's so much stuff that so can happen. happen. It'll be, like, a brand new season, man. Yep. That's the beautiful thing about the MLS is that literally everyone comes intact, going across country, playing against different clubs and different conferences, you know. And it, it it fluctuates in a way to the point where it's, like, less of a table, more of a, you know, a game in week nine could affect you in week 35. Mm-hmm. There's, like, groups. Not groups, but, like, sections of the calendar. You're yeah. Like, oh, this part, LAFC was balling. Oh, this part, all of a sudden, Dallas took over or something, you know? Yeah, it's like ML- it's an MLB kind of status right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. The month of May is definitely what seems to be the toughest month for LAFC this month. 
They have eight games scheduled. Originally seven, but that Open Cup, met, oh, those, uh, actually no, originally five. Yeah, five. Two Open Cup games. Two Open Cup games. And then one probably got rescheduled somewhere around there. What was that first? That first Open Cup game against Poland, when was that? Oh, no, Orange County, SC. Who was that? That was in May, right? That was 420. Ah, okay, never mind. So, yeah, there was originally six games, two Open Cup matches added. Come on, man. I, I know I'm not in school mode right now, but I could count. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The thing is, not all the games are showing up on one page, so I have to scroll. No, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You know it's what I mean, though. The point is, yeah. this game is huge. This game is huge. It's going to be a fun one. And the best part about it is that I'm not afraid of us possibly dropping points in this game, whether if it's a tie or a loss, because mm-hmm. we're still going to head into Austin later on the year in August to take on them again mm-hmm. in their home. Agree. So that would be like the cleanup spot for this one. I know? would also say I'm not that afraid of well, just because of how early it is. But I feel like this is more of just a getting a sense of how someone else that's a contender in the conference is playing. Yeah. Compared to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you can be like, oh, they played really good against Galaxy. Oh, we played really good. And then we played shit against Galaxy. So it's like, just because someone did this result against someone doesn't mean you're going to match up with them well. Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, you know, I would say that I am concerned, but the truth is I'm really optimistic about this match. And I think we clean up tonight, you know. After a loss tonight could be concerned more, you know, more like, whoa, let's what's going on? You know what I mean? Right now, I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. we lost to Colorado. Let's try to clean it up. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. this summer is going to be wild. There's so many new players going to come into the league. The possibility of new players coming to our club as well. You know, there's it's going to be like a brand new season, brand new league, man. So that's something that we also got to prepare for. it. Right now, during this first part of the season, we got to take advantage. You know, we're 11 games in. There's about... I want to say up to 14 or 15 games in, this can be a brand new league. Mm-hmm. Agree. And with how much, there's not much disparity within like the top half of the league right now. So it's like a team like Montreal that was bottom of the league with three games in, look at them now, they're in fourth. Seattle was in last place the week that they won the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Now they're in 10th. No, 11, excuse me. And they're about six points from mm-hmm. the playoff line. They're sneaking up. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is crazy, bro. It's crazy. MLS is heating up early on. I like this man for sure. Let's go ahead and give our, the league. Let's let's give our uh, predictions for this game. But I want to say first, there's a few players that I have my eye on. First of all, is Brad Stuber. He's coming off an injury. Goalkeeper coming off an injury is someone that we should always take advantage of, especially if it's someone who is as as good as Brad Stuber. So, I think shots is the the key to this match. Just make this guy dive, make him work, mm-hmm. make it the toughest game back for him. You know, let's see some of those cheeky shots. Cheeky is going to be crucial, I think. You know, especially you know those outside the box shots that he's been taking. If he just continues to ponder on those and just continue to put them in, he got a lot of space. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He needs to take advantage of it. 100%. And like we said, you know, one shot could lead to another off of rebounds, off of you know yeah. deflections. Anything can happen, man. Once you get it on target, you never know what's going to happen. Make that keeper dive. That's one thing I want to keep in mind uh, heading into tonight. Also, uh, Sebastian. Driussi, who has been balling ever since the start. he's That's my pick. That's your guy for sure. I know that for sure. Yeah. The possibility of the return of Cecilio Dominguez tonight. Baller as well, though. Another baller. There's a lot of things to keep on. Alexander Ring, who, you know, got traded from New York City FC. Cascantes has some good games, too. Cascantes, Musa Jutel, as I was saying. Fagundes. There's uh, Danny Pereira. There's a lot of players on this team that are, like we said, resemble a lot of Gita. that. Yeah, there's a lot of... Players that resemble that 2019 LAFC, just that vibe. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. Completely agree with you. Let's go over a prediction, man. What you got? I'm going to go. I feel like there's a lot of firepower in this game. Hopefully LAFC wakes up a little bit attacking-wise. I'm going to go 3-2 LAFC. I like it. Goal fest for sure. I yeah. think so. Hopefully. I want to say the same thing, to be honest with you, mm. but just in terms of you know being different. I'm going to go 2-1. But I do agree with that 3-2 call. Mm. LAFC cleans it up tonight. We feel good. We rest up. We let our players rest for this upcoming weekend. We let the youngsters play against Columbus. Get the feeling. It'll be like a rehab game if you think about it. Yeah. 
and we, we get our eyes basically on Galaxy next weekend or next week yep. for Open Cup. And we close out the that, month of May. That one should be a must win. That's a beautiful thing too. Next that. week, after this game, next week is the last week for LAFC in terms of games mm-hmm. before they have a two weeks off in June. Mm, very nice. Which is very good and very well deserved. Let's close it. We've only had one loss in this month of May. That's against Colorado. Let's continue to just clean out the rest of the games. Just fight through this. We have Austin tonight, Columbus this weekend, Galaxy next Wednesday, and then to close out the month, May 28th against San Jose at the bank. Two weeks off. These final four games are it, man. Yep. And they're all within the, a week or so. Yeah. This is insane. Woo. Let's clean it up, brothers. Excited. Black and gold. Let's get this dub. Let's get it. Woo. I need, I need to clean it up, man. That's it for us. I'm feeling good, too. I'm good, too, man. I'm feeling Let's optimistic about this game today. Let's get this dub, man. Hey. Thank you for everybody for joining us here. This gotta be a win, man. That's all we're accepting today. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it as I'm well. Feeling it within me. I like it. I like the way things are being uh, approached for this match. But it's easier said than done, and it just has to be done tonight, man. LAFC take on Austin FC tonight at the bank. At 7.30 p.m. Game will be on KCOP 13. The homie Max Bredos is on the call. Thank you for tuning in. This is Los Angeles Saga Show here on 22 West Radio. Make sure to follow us on Spotify and social media at Los Angeles Saga. Alongside with myself, my handle is at Reynoso Report. You want to talk LAFC, you want to talk sports in general, or you just want to have a chat, go ahead and sign me a DM or tag me on Twitter. Let's have a chat, man. There's a lot of stuff that are going on here in the football world and something that we should all be experiencing together. Jonathan, go ahead and shout yourselves out. Yeah, send me the same stuff, man. I, I tweet about every sport pretty much at this point. So, at where John at? I talk a lot of soccer, football, basketball. You know me. That's how we do here. The black and gold. Thank you again for tuning, everybody. This is Jeremy Noso and Jonathan Ortega here. We'll see you guys next time on Friday for our preview and review of this game and the preview for Columbus. Then we have Overreaction Monday next week where we'll go over as well. Mm-hmm. Next week is Derby Week. Let's go ahead and enjoy ourselves. Thank you, everybody, Let's for tuning it. in to Los Angeles Saga Show. Dale, dale, black, black and gold. gold.